Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Wherever you are, wherever you may be around this world. But thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to another edition of the Mad Nucleus Podcast right here on Podcast from Spotify, no longer Anchor. And we are available, I am available on other platforms like Google and Apple Music, among other platforms. So, you know what the title says, this is what we're here to talk about. And I won't waste any more of your time because I don't like my time to be wasted either. So, let's dive into this. Do we dive deep or are we just getting our feet wet with it? So let's go ahead and do it, shall we? What we got here? What do we got here? Okay, I'm going to start with the play-in tournament and my thoughts on it. Well, you know, the first game was the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks versus the Miami Heat. And the Heat had control up until the middle of the third quarter of that game. And then they just disintegrated, forcing them to play another play-in game. The Hawks won it 116-105. to Next was the Timberwolves and the Lakers. The T-Wolves came to play in that game, but again, it was the events before this game is the reason for the outcome. So like I said, the Timberwolves, they're a tough team. They play together well as a unit, but the game before... Two players on the Timberwolves, Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson, got in a little scuffle in which Rudy Gobert threw a punch at Kyle Anderson. And as a result, it got him a one-game suspension. That one-game suspension ended up costing him. I mean, like, literally. Because his presence... Sorry about that. But his presence was missed like crazy. At the end of that game, because they, they, they it was so many defensive breakdowns. It was so much uh, lack of attention to detail after playing so hard for, for, you know, three and a half quarters. But the Lakers were still hanging around. The Lakers was hanging around in this game, and you get the feeling is Rudy Gobert's presence going to be missed at some point? But they were playing tough. They even had a double-digit lead, the Timberwolves did. And then, boom. You know, in the regulation, AD commits a stupid foul. Uh, LeBron was turning the ball over, so it was no excuse for the Timberwolves not to win this game. But, you know, in overtime, they, they didn't have enough. Too many defensive breakdowns, and the Lakers you know, win their game in the play-in, forcing them to play as the seventh seed. Next was the Bulls and the Raptors. Um, the Bulls had an advantage in this game for one reason, and the talk of the town was DeMar DeRozan's daughter screaming every time the Raptors were at the foul line. The Raptors had more than their share of free throws. Problem was, they didn't make a lot of them. And it proved to be costly. Yeah, they missed 16 free throws. They had something like 35 
All they had to do is make most of them, make, make 28 of them at least, and they would have won this game easily. But they couldn't make their free throws. You know, so many uh, turnovers and, and, and bad shots they took at the end of this game, and the Bulls took it. Yep, Bulls took it. 109-105. Next is, we have the Bulls and the Heat in the play-in. You know, when a player's losing of this of that game. And the Heat took care of business last night. The Heat took care of business last night because they had a better coach, better personnel, their attention to detail in assignments. Boom. The Bulls didn't really have enough. It was the Zach Levine show, and he was wore out, and they got nothing out of Patrick Beverly. In result, L. Not enough firepower there. You got to have some firepower going into these uh, playoffs. Can't rely on defense and not contribute on the offense. That's not how this works. Them, them days are gone, man. You know, those days of Charles Oakley and uh, Tyson Chandler, them, them guys that, that, that you know, are defensive force, but they can't give you really nothing on offense besides lobs and stuff. That's, that's nothing. You know, got to give them something. Next is... The Timberwolves and the Thunder. The Timberwolves just blew the Thunder out after the Thunder won the other night. In fact, the Thunder beat uh no the Pelicans beat the Thunder under the, the, the other night. I forgot about that one. That was the best playing game in this whole tournament. That that Pelicans Thunder game. I mean, I didn't know who was going to win that game because they were going back and forth. That was a good-ass basketball game, folks. But this game that the Thunder played, they could have had redemption. Uh, they could have they uh, gained some more momentum, but the Timberwolves was too much for them. Rudy Gobert was back. His presence on defense was felt. And, you know, Carl Anthony Towns had another good game. In Boom. You know, they took care of business. Went by 25 points, 120 to 95. All right. We going into the first round of these playoffs. Now, I need to dig up some little info right here. I need to, I need to, you know, I should have took my notes, but let me get, let me get what they, uh, it just sounds like a bunch of bias here, man. I, but I need some context because this season is so hard to figure out, man. All right, man. Anyway. All right. The first game today at 3.30 p.m. Eastern is the Atlanta Hawks visiting the Boston Celtics. Uh, the Celtics are going to pulverize the Hawks. The Hawks are a bad matchup for the Celtics, is all I'm going to say. They've been a bad matchup for the last couple years, and they're going to continue to be a bad matchup up until now. I mean, without outside of Trey Young and Deontay Murray, what do they have? They have Clinton Capella who can get those boards, but I don't think he's enough because Boston has about three or four guys that goes up and get them boards. They, be, they rebound very well. But... Who do they have that contributes on the offensive side, on their own accord? Hmm? If you don't know, I don't know either. 
yeah, I, I think the Celtics win this comfortably at home too, and with that crowd. Uh, but I do think the the Hawks will probably take a game in this series. I mean, the way this season is going, anything can happen. But I do not see the Hawks beating the Celtics. The, the Celtics will, will cruise in this series. Like I said, they'll give away a game. The league wants more games as possible, but this is just a bad matchup for, for the Hawks. Celtics. Celtics win the day and the Celtics win the series. Next game. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, how, how many games? Okay. They're going through the East Coast because um, I'm going through the day's games and then the Mars games and they got one game playing today, one game playing tomorrow. And, okay, um, next up is the Knicks at the Cavaliers. That is going to be an interesting matchup. That's going to be a good matchup. And I don't know who's going to win this series. But my gut feeling may say the Cavs, but the Knicks are no slouch and they're no pushover. That might be the best series out in the East or in the uh, first round so far. I don't know who's going to win that matchup, folks. I really do not. Do, who, who is my feeling? Mm. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Nets visit the 76ers, which is nothing but a 20-minute drive away. <laughs> Let me stop. This is a train ride. Drive, it's a train ride away from Philly to Brooklyn. But, um, uh, I, I got the Sixers winning this. This might be a six-game series. Um, the Nets seem to be playing more as a team since KD and Kyrie are gone. But I think the Sixers are uh, going to be in control of this series. But this is going to be a you know a series where the Nets will give them all the fight they're going to give them. So at eight thirty, we have the Warriors visiting the Kings. Now, what's interesting is that I heard is that the Kings are underdogs in this matchup. Not tonight, but in this matchup. And I was like, let me tell you something. If the Warriors don't get a road win in this series, they are not winning this series. You cannot, I don't care what you say about the regular season. There's some things in the regular season that does carry over into the playoffs. And I've yet to see a team with a abysmal road record, carry it into the playoffs. Two things in the in the, the, the uh, regular season that does matter out of everything. You can talk about points and and and, and 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 assists, but there's two things out of the three that that really makes a major difference out of my thirty plus years of watching this game. Is one you got to win on the road, and that's in any sport. That's any sport. Two, you got to have a productive bench. You got to have depth. And um, the Warriors have been shuffling around the decks of their... Um, they've been shuffling the decks of their uh, bench for, you know, all season. They can't really maintain any continuity or consistency. And... Of and it led to them not winning on the road. They won, what, 10, 11 games on the road out of the 41? And they're going to go and beat the Kings in this series. If they beat the Kings in this series, it'll be because too many breakdowns. But also, I think whoever is 
counting on the Warriors to win this series is failing to forget that Mike Brown was once an assistant coach under Steve Kerr when he was with the Warriors. And the Kings have a team a lot like the Warriors where they can score all over the floor. Now, defensively, they're not that good, but I don't think um, it's bad enough where the Warriors is going to come back and, and just beat them people because they got more firepower, consistent firepower than the Warriors. They, Yeah, the Warriors have the Splash Brothers, but uh, the Kings got more guys that can contribute on offense. And the Warriors' defense isn't all that great. So, I mean, come on, man. I got the Kings winning this series in six. And they'll win tonight. Tomorrow at 3.30 is the Lakers taking on the Grizz. I got the Grizz in six. The Lakers will make it tough. LeBron will make sure it'll be a tough. But, uh, you know, my concern is, is Anthony Davis going to play aggressive, you know, balls to the walls basketball? And is he going to stay healthy because... You know, every game you gotta go. Oh, yeah, he's wincing. He's holding something. You know, they call they call him Anthony Street Clothes Davis for a reason. Dude can't play a whole season. You know, they gonna need Ant Davis to play like the Ant Davis that we all love to see and cherish. Because LeBron's gonna get his. LeBron's gonna do everything in his power to stay healthy and be healthy. He's gonna pace himself. And then he's going to get rocking and rolling. Can AD do the same thing? Is, you know, is he picking this up? Also, Schroeder and uh, Reeves and Russell are going to be key. If they can get fifth between 15 and 20 from those guys, then the Lakers just might, just might upset the Grizzlies. But I think the Grizzlies is going to win this with Job Moran. Uh, they got Jaron Jackson Jr., who is the current... Uh, Defensive player of the year. And he can shoot the three and he can rebound. You know, they got um, Dylan Brooks, who's a pest. Say what you want about Dylan Brooks, but the dude is a thorn in the side, much like Patrick Beverly. And he gives him a little bit more offense, unlike Patrick Beverly. So, you know, you got to take into account how much of a pest he is and how much he likes to get up inside people's heads. But I don't think that's going to work on this Lakers team. But I don't think the Lakers team has enough consistency, much like the Warriors, to win this series. But it'll be tough. Next is we got game win at 530 tomorrow uh, between the Heat and Bucks. I got the Bucks in five. The Heat, I like Eric Spolstra. I like Jimmy Butler. I like Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. But again, the consistency. It's, it's so much parity around this league. Where is the consistency? And the Heat lack that. The Bucks are consistent. They're one of the more the three, two, three, four consistent teams in the league. The, the, the teams that are the one and the two seeds are the more consistent teams in the league. And the Bucks are one of them. But Miami, they're, they're, they're scrappy tough. They got a coach that understands what winning is about in Spolster, so they're going to make it a series, but I don't think they nearly have enough. Bucks and five. Next up is tomorrow night, game one, Clippers at the Suns. Ooh, that's going to be a good one, man. 
But like Kawhi, can he stay out of street clothes? Is Paul George going to be healthy? Also, is Durant back to form? Is Chris Paul going to take the next step and finally getting that elusive championship? With Devin Booker dominate? All these questions you will find out tomorrow morning. I mean, tomorrow at 8 p.m. Then we got 10.30, the Timberwolves visiting the Nuggets. Uh, Nuggets win this. Timberwolves, I think, uh, defensively, they'll be carried. But I got this uh, in a five-game series as well. I mean, Joker is playing as good as anybody, much like Embiid for Philadelphia, who I think Embiid should get the MVP. But they're aiming to probably give it to Joker for a third straight year. And also... Jamal Murray and um, the other guy, I forgot his name, I can't think of his name, is back. Last year, they weren't they weren't um, there with Joker. And Joker had to carry that team, and he was out of gas. He was winded. They made it tough for the Warriors, but the Warriors wore him out, and he was winded. I can remember seeing him struggling to pick up his cup of Gatorade and drink it. He was that tired, folks. Go look at the tapes. He was out of it. He checked out of the game. You know, poor guy looked like he was going to have a heart attack. (laughs) But different results this year, man. I got the Nuggets getting out of the first round in five. You know. It'll be interesting to see, but I always say in the playoffs, game three tells the story on the series. Games one and two, you're warming up. But game three is always the pivotal game in these seven-game series. So, you know, what do y'all think? What's y'all's, you know, what do y'all think? A lot of y'all is going to pick your favorite teams. Oh, I'm a this fan. I'm a that fan. My team ain't in it. I don't have a horse in the race. But nevertheless, I like watching, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. You know, but don't fanboy and fangirl out. Be realistic. Don't be delusional. And just say, who do you think is taking the West? And who you going to think is going to take the East? Who you think is taking all of these series without bias for your team? Because I already know uh, um, two sets of fan bases think that their team is going to blow everybody out four to nothing in every series. Knowing they got more problems than many. But I won't say who. But they know who they are. They know who they are. But, you know, but to the ones that aren't delusional, the ones who are looking at it without tunnel vision, what do y'all think? Are you like me? You really don't have a clue who's really going to take either conference or who's going to take it in some of these series? Or are you confident that this team, this team, this team wins their respective series? You know? There's more questions than answers this year. Season of parody. The 2022-2023. Who will take it all? To me, I don't think the two teams who are representing both conferences will take the prize home. There's going to be two totally different teams. And I think a lot of fans are going to like that because they're finally getting to see somebody different for a change. But that's neither here nor there right now. We got to get to that point. You know, Today starts the NBA playoffs. So who you got winning today and who you got winning these series? 
All right, folks, that concludes our episode, my conversation with you of the Mad Nucleus podcast today. And I hope to see y'all very soon. You know, probably at the end of all these series ending, pretty much. Until next time, love, peace, and air grease. I'm out.